Okay, good morning. Today's class is sponsored by Anonymous for the Rufush Lema of Buria Levana Rivka and to have much bracha Anonymous for the Chut of Sora, Shiduch of Sora Mindel Bat Yael Chava. Today is a very, very big day. Today is the yurt site of the Holy Rabbi Rosenfeld. Rabbi Rosenfeld is the one who brought Breslov to America. Rabbi Rosenfeld, both son-in-laws, are Rabbi Kramer and Rabbi Maimon, which is the English version of the books, and the English version of the audio, which I've learned from. So if it wasn't for Rabbi Rosenfeld, we would have no classes today. Rabbi Rosenfeld started in the Syrian community, started in the Syrian community, and he was able to carve and change a lot of that community. He was a phenomenal, phenomenal, died very young, but didn't have a beard, but knew everything. He had a daily, daily, daily chavura with the holy Rabbi Lubavitch. So you could see the caliber of who he was, that he had a daily, daily class with, with the, they, they, were, they learned together. The Lubavitch Rebbe, and Rabbi Kramer and Rabbi, and Rabbi Rosenfeld. Just it goes to show you the the type of caliber of Rabbi he was, and how he was a tremendous, tremendous leader, and he's definitely left a tremendous legacy. Today's class is also in the Rufus Shalemam of what's the name? Eitan Ben Shlomo, and also there's another Rufus Shalemam I have to remember. We'll remember at the end of the class. Also in Lunishmat, Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, Lunishmat Bahia, Bracha Bat Shmuel. Okay, today we're going to talk about, there's a lot of requests I get to talk about the evil eye. What's the concept about the evil eye? What's the mecha- mechanisms behind the evil eye? Is it real? Is it not real? And what should we do to fix it? We're going to hear tremendous strategies on how to deal with the evil eye, etc. First, we're going to talk from, where's the, where's the source of this? Rav Nachman says the source of the evil eye. The Rebbe is from this Parsha, actually. The Rebbe spoke about the concept of the evil eye. This, there's a power in the glance. If an evil thought is, accompanies the glance, it can, it can cause and harm a person. It means if a person is looking at you and they have an evil intention, it can cause harm, God forbid. The power of the sight actually exists and can touch the visualized object. When the, evil, when the eye is evil, the glands can do damage. This is the reason why, if you look at the, the look of a, mens, a woman who's menstruating, she can cause a mark of blood to appear in a mirror, according to the Rambam. Unbelievable. Imagine that. Wow. What was that again? Say that last sentence again. A, a woman who's, who's in, in menstruation, if she looks at a mirror, she can cause a stain of blood to come upon it, according to the Rambam. The Ramban. So there's a power in the glance when a person, God forbid, is in, a, is, is in this, God forbid, mindset. This, there's a remedy, which Rav Nachman very rarely speaks about remedies, but he says, if you take the, if you smoke the fin of a fish, you can actually, that is a segula to be saved from the evil eye. Okay? Smoke the fin of a fish and keep it. Everybody's going to go fishing now. You'll see. Or smoking. <laughs> or smoking. <laughs> Not smoking is segula. Smoke the fin of the fish. I have one. It's a, it's a tail of a little of a, of a fin of a fish, because the word the word ra'ayin is the numerical value of four hundred evil eye, and Asaf's men Asaf sent four hundred men to Yaakov. 
I'm sorry, Esav came with 400 men. The 400 men is the gematria of Ra'ayin. So 400, it's the same gematria as Snapir, which is the fin of a fish, not a snapper, Snapir. It means t- you could take the fin of a fish, smoke it, hold it, and that is a segula. Very rarely does Rav Nachman rely on segulot, etc. But th- if he tells you to d- catch a fish and smoke it, the fin of it, do it. <laughs> Does he mean to smoke it and eat it or smoke no. it? No, hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it in your hand? No, no, no. C- catch the fish, take the fin, cut it off, and smoke, smoke the whole fish and just take the, the fin of it and, and, and put it in a box, put it in a bag. That's the fin of a fish. Because it's a gematria of 400, etc. So the number 400 is, is, is very related to this concept of evil eye. Okay, let's get, that's the... That's what he says in one, one thing in, in wisdom. So let's talk about practically. Where does the evil eye, how do I catch the evil eye, etc. There's nothing wrong with being successful. The problem is, is when, you don't t- when you take the compliments or whatever happens and you say, I did it. Nothing wrong with having a lot of money. Nothing wrong with being successful. It's a gift that God gave you. You're, pos- you're, possess- you're possessing the quality of a gift that God gave you. If you take that quality and show it to the world and you're successful... God bless you. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is, is when we take the possession or we take anything that happens and we say, I did this. I'm the one who did this. That is where you disconnect the godliness so you're able to get affected by the evil eye. So anybody gives you a compliment, nice watch, Hazdeh Hashem, it's a gift from Hashem. Everything's a gift from Hashem. At the end of the day, you just possess things. You don't own things. Remember, but come to this world, this is a great mashaba uh, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Silverman, who's right, you're just a possessor of the item. God gave you a gift in this world. You're not here forever. He possessed you. Okay, nice gift. How's the Hashem? He gave it to me. Everything is borrowed in this world. You don't own anything. If you recognize that, then how, can, how could you get evil eye? Anything, you get a compliment? Hashem gave it to me. He gave you a million dollars. It's not going to be with you forever, I promise you. So when you do that, you start taking, anybody compliments you, you don't, God's. Now the problem is, is when we have low self-esteem and we start posting, and and and, and this is where the problem is, because this is where it comes a little bit from a lack of self-esteem. So we post a lot of fixtures, etc. And this is where people can the flaunting, flaunting comes a little bit from low self-esteem. That can cause the evil eye, because now you're saying it's me, it's not God. Very careful today. We have to be very careful not to flaunt. We have to be careful to recognize. The pictures you put, you have to be careful with this because there's definitely an evil eye out there. You know, one time I posted a, a ridiculous, just a sweet, my daughter coming home from ballet. Very rarely do I ever post a picture of any of my family, etc. I put a, a cute picture. She came home from ballet, first day of ballet, she gave me a kiss. It was like a Kodak moment. I posted it. That night she fell off her bed two times. <laughs> okay? She's never fallen off her bed ever. But that night she fell on her bed, uh, off her bed two times in, in the room. What? <laughs> when did that ever happen? So thank you, Hashem. Got the hint. They will not be moving our pictures because maybe somebody can't have kids and they're looking at the picture. I wish I could have that. Maybe they don't have bad intention, but you, it's still a person is subject to the evil eye in those areas. This is why we have to be very, very careful. Anything you get, Hazdeh Hashem, it's coming from Hashem, BH, etc. But recognize, I'm going to tell you, he's going to t- give us a greater segula for this. Is ultimately when you're grateful. When you're grateful, you know everything comes from God. 
Hevel. Hevel's mindset was, I'm nothing. Everything comes from God. When you're ungrateful, then you lose everything. Not only do you lose what you have, but you lose what you want to have, which is the opposite. So you could see that the gratitude just attracts more blessings. Ingratitude just takes away blessings. And, and this is why the importance of stay in your lane. I can't tell you how much important stay in your lane because if you don't stay in your lane, you can't attract new good things because you're ungrateful. When you're not in your lane, you're ungrateful. That's basically saying, I am ungrateful. I am not happy with what I have. Therefore, I'm looking at other people's obsession. And we already read a, 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 we already read a whole Torah on, on Gemara Rosh Hashanah. How you came into this world before you came into this world. Rosh says you, they already told you what you wanted, the mission you got and everything. So you pick the mission you got in this world. So this is another reason why you shouldn't have evil eye on another person. Because the mission you picked is catered for you. So there's a, there's a double answer on why you should never want what everybody else has. And if you want what somebody else has, ha- have, make sure you get the whole package. Don't just get the, the highlights. Take the, you know, everybody, the sports centers, top 10 highlights. And then you don't see the traveling, the, the, the fights. Or this. Nobody sees, everybody just sees the picture of the couple on the beach. You know how hard it is to have Shalom by period as it is? Do you understand? You know, we, anybody who, has, who knows what it is to be married has Shalom by. They know that there's no perfect Kodak moment that exists. There's moments of Shalom by, but there's not a, it's not a permanent, um, you know, all-inclusive vacation. But a fool would always say, look how they're happy and I'm not. That's a foolish mindset because recognize, yeah, that you got a, a, you got a highlight at that moment. You didn't see the picture of the girl throwing the coconut at the guy. The, 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 all kinds of things. That you don't see. You just see them drinking the coconut. You don't see them getting smashed in the head by the coconut. That's the difference. And this is why the Gemara tells us that the descendants of Yosef at Tzaddik are not affected by the evil eye. We know this concept, Bein Parat Yosef, Bein Parat Aleo Ayin. He's above the eye. What makes Yosef at Tzaddik above the eye? One of the reasons given that the eye did not want to partake in what is, what is not his. Yosef ran away from Potiphar. Ran away from his eyes, so he God saved him. But another reason is because he was he was tremendously happy, constantly on the way. He was always grateful, even when he was in jail. He was sold. The concept of gratitude could save you from the evil eye, because obviously, if you're grateful, you're not going to be in somebody else's lane. You're not going to want bad for other people. You're going to mimic your creator to the extent that you mimic your creator. Why would you want bad for anybody else? The whole point is, when I'm grateful, I'm mimicking my creator because my creator wants to give. And I want to give. So I want, I'm full of love. If I'm full of love, I want to give love. But if I don't love myself, what happens? Then I say, there's no love. And I want, I want bad things to happen to people. Do you understand how it works? The, me- the mechanisms of low self-esteem. You want people to have... You're happy when people have bad news. You like pity parties. But when you're in a high consciousness, you're like, why would I want to hang around complainers and people that are envious and jealous? It's not... You don't understand it. Rebeliahu Dressler explains that when a person flaunts his blessings in a way that can make other people jealous, Hashem reassesses whether he truly deserves those blessings. Very deep. You know, I never tell people, tell, you know, this one person, they, they were posting their Passover vacation, $45,000 Passover vacation. Okay, go on vacation. Have the money, God bless you. Enjoy it. But what happens is somebody's scrubbing chametz and looking at that picture of you in the, in the Tahiti while they're scrubbing their hummates for, for Passover, what do you think they're going to say? Oh, Hashem blessed them with the Tahiti trip, and look at me scrubbing hummates. 
So that all of a sudden uh, the, 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 the trip gets cancelled. Next thing you know, the ticket, there's a problem with the ticket. There's a problem with this. There's a problem with that. A lot of that comes from the evil eye. So if you want safe travel insurance, don't post pictures of your vacations. On, on, because other people are not always happy for you. I hate to tell it to you. You've got to be realistic. Most of the world is not out to happy for you. Opposite. It's, it's a sick mindset. But this is the problem of this generation. We're lacking that. So we're not, we're not happy for each other. And, and, and it's a sad thing that people should, unfortunately, want people to, to, to feel better when they feel when other people are lower. It's a very sad mindset. It's a, it's a sign that a lot of work needs to be done. And obviously, Lashon Hara, etc., is a result of a, of a very low mindset. Why would a person want to flaunt his blessings, knowing that it will make other people discomfort or have jealous? Usually, it's because such a person needs to recognize his superiority to compensate for his lack of true self-esteem. If you appreciated who he was and, and his desire for, for honor would not reach the point where he wants to make people jealous, etc. On Shabbos, we do bless God, ask God for honor and wealth. So we're not, there's nothing wrong with having the honor and the wealth. The problem is, is when you're taking this honor and wealth, you're using it as a, as a, to, to, to make yourself feel better, etc. While the mechanisms of the evil lie is generally by flaunting one's blessing, there is another common problem caused by becoming dissatisfied. When you're dissatisfied with your blessings, the Gemara in Soto says, anybody who sets his eyes on what is not his is denied of what he seeks and what he does is taken away from him. We've said this Gemara before. Anybody who, who's not happy with what is his, not only does he not attract anything new, but whatever he has, he loses, God forbid. So imagine... When you're not grateful, all you do is lose things. And you don't attract anything new. This is why you stay, a person stays at the bottom. Because he can't attract anything new if his eyes are in the wrong place. So there's a great line called, compare leads to despair. Correct. Comparing leads to despair. Why does compare leads to despair? Very simple. Because when you're comparing your life to somebody else, now you're looking at what he has. And when you look at what he has, you can't attract what you really want. And what you do have, you lose. So there's enough leverage of the law of attraction. The law of attraction does not work on an empty mindset. The law of attraction only works on an abundant mindset. Because abundant people feel abundant. They, things come to them. People with lack feel lack. They don't attract things because it doesn't match the frequency of the universe. Of God, whatever you want to call it. But bottom line is, when we have, when we have simcha, bottom line is we, we attract more. And the opposite is true. You attract more dat when you have simcha. You attract more happiness, attract more joy. Your relationships are better. But when we don't have simcha, everything goes, everything goes sour and we end up with empty questions, etc. And this is what the Gemara Soto says. Anybody who's, who's, who get, does, denies what he seeks... And this happened with Cain, Korach, Bilam, Doeg, uh, Avshalom, Uziahu, and Haman. All of them wanted to take what wasn't theirs. What happened? They ended up losing everything. Not only do we appreciate a bracha, when you appreciate a bracha, that's the greatest. You see people, they're buying red strings. The only person you're making rich with the red strings is the guy selling them to you. Not, you're not getting any benefit. The only benefit of the red string is the guy selling you He's getting the benefit. You are not getting any benefit. 
You want to have benefits, you want to protect your assets, charity and gratitude. Because gratitude, when we appreciate the bracha, we avoid losing the bracha. But Hashem does not even grant the bracha in the first place until a person appreciates it. Whoa, that's a Shalom Bayi 101. <laughs> How many times we have to be careful? How many times people say, you know what? I shouldn't have gotten divorced. I should have been more appreciative. How many times I hear that? You know how many times I hear that? I didn't see it. I didn't see what I had. I made a mistake. You know, sometimes divorce is required. Believe me, I'm Baruch Hashem. It happened to me. I'm very grateful it happened. And I never look backwards. There's cases where 100%. But how many cases do you think I hear of the case of I shouldn't have gotten divorced. I should have been more appreciative. And there you go. If you don't appreciate what you have, you lose it. Period. You don't appreciate what you have, you lose it. That's the law of life. If you appreciate it, more comes to you. You don't appreciate it, you lose it. What's the problem there? Minds, mindset, perspective, dot. If you don't have these, you end up looking at the wrong place. You're looking at the wrong place for happiness. And this is the very scary mindset today. You know why this is scary? Because the youth has no dot today. There's no vessels. They're just running to be famous. And it's just like a ju guy jumping off a building saying, how are you doing? Huh. <laughs> so far, so good. Don't you see? And then next thing you know, he crashes. Because you can't survive on external happiness. It doesn't last. Doesn't last, doesn't have fuel. Internal happiness is a decision. External happiness is a condition. That's the difference. You can make, you can make decisions to be happy, or you can have conditions, conditional happiness. And when you recognize your, your relationship with your Creator, if you're getting up to pray, and you're waiting for conditions to happen, <laughs> you're going to end up making a decision to stop. It's very, very important, this mindset. I, I, I fell into this trap a long time ago. I remember when I was waking up, when I first started getting into Hatzot, wow, Hatzot, Hatzot, and let's see what kind of day I'm going to have. And next thing you know, the days weren't so great. So I'm like, oh, what, are you kidding me? I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning to have a day like this? I, am, I almost got completely into major despair because I'm like, what am I going to do next? I'm waking up at this crowd, and this is the day I get. Imagine if it just got me so confused. So then I that's what I said. Stop watching the scoreboard. You do your thing. Let your creator do his thing. Period. Get out of your own way. Not only do we appreciate the bracha, when we appreciate the bracha in order to avoid to losing it, but Hashem does not grant it until you, you have appreciation. Wow. It's a big line. Very important to be appreciative that you're single. Thank you, Hashem, I'm single. You understand? This is a very big... Thank you, Hashem, I'm struggling financially. Thank you, Hashem. Because when you don't appreciate where you're, at, where you're at right now, you're not attracting anything. You're not attracting anything but, but, but headaches. You're yeah, you're only thinking. Because why would I give you more money? Why would I give you more when your mindset is... It's just going to be... You're going to be doubly depressed. If you're not happy with one, and you have a mindset that I never have enough, then when you have two, you can say, I should have four. And then you have eight. You should have had it 16. So why would your creator give you more when you're going to, it's just going to be more miserable for you. If he gives you more with a, with a mindset is that nothing is ever full. It's a very deep lesson.
The bottom line is, a person, the Gemara says, a person wants 100, has 100, wants 200. So if you have a mindset that if you're not happy with what you have, you're never going to be happier. And as you have more, you're going to be depressed. You could have a, a private plane, but, you're, but you're, you know, you're, your neighbor has a, a new plane and, you, that's, and it's going to ruin your day because you don't have the latest plane. You understand? It doesn't mean it's just going to bring you more misery, etc. That's why it's very, very important to have this concept. And this is exactly what the evil eye, the Yosef Atzadik, he had constant appreciation. Obviously his brothers looked down at him. But Yosef Atzadik had constant appreciation. We can understand the evil eye does not, does not affect Yosef's descendants. The evil eye only harms those who were not satisfied. Yosef did not want to take what it was in his, so his eye was not affected. And this is a very, very, very important concept. We have to be satisfied with what you have. That is how to pertain it. Another way Rabbi Nachman says to, be, to save yourself from the evil eye in Lesson 55 is Rabbi explains that the only way to combat the evil eye is by counteracting it with a good eye. You have a person giving you bad vibes, you have to pray for them. You have to pray for them. Find good points in them. And I can tell you, this could definitely be in the family. Find good points in them. Kill them with kindness. There's a concept called killing people with kindness. Killing people with spiritual kindness. Sending them love. They won't know what to do. But you can create that habit. Finding good points in the other person, even if he's wicked, the major fear of being an object of the evil eye is finding oneself suffused with the poisonous evil. Therefore, the best way to protect against the evil eye is to shade oneself by looking at the other people with good. You ever see those, those video games or those movies where the guy throws uh, one boom with the red, uh, the fire, and the other guy throws, the, the, other guy throws the, the snow? Pretty much you have to be the guy in the video game throwing the snow when the guy throws you the evil. That's one way. One way to, to deal with it is if you have the mental capacity to recognize the person, poor thing, he's jealous. That's enough of a curse. I shouldn't want more bad for the guy because the guy is already never, already he's, he's looking, he's, he's, he's not attracting any blessings. He can't be happy if he's jealous. So you have to feel sorry for the person that he's not, he's not besimcha. And that itself is an exile. That itself is a reason why you have to bless them and feel sorry for the person, not hate him because he's giving you an evil eye. This is how we can destroy the world or we can elevate the world. We can elevate the world by not changing, changing this. The Bir Kutum says, points out that the most effective way to protect oneself against the evil eye is humility and, and, and not drawing oneself extra attention. This is a very, very, very important concept of not drawing extra attention when you don't need it. But again, if God blesses you, it doesn't mean you have to, you have to stay in a box. But if you are able to to recognize where the blessing is coming from, that is the most important thing. We'll, we'll end up with one more beautiful uh, lesson 54. Rabbi Nachman says that where does the evil eye, another concept of where does the evil eye come from? It is necessary to protect against the eye from imagination. Even somebody who has a good eye has to be very careful because even when we see something very far away, you could be mistaken. You could, be, you could say, oh, I thought I saw that, but I didn't see it. Even if you look, you have a good eye vision, you're still going to have make mistakes. Because for imagination stems from slander. 
So what Rav Nachman is telling us here is something very, very deep. He's telling us that the root, you're an Adam. Adam means a man. You come from Adama, you come from the earth, which is humility. But that same word, Medame, also has imagination in it. If you stay grounded, you don't have to worry about the imagination. But if you don't stay grounded, your imagination takes you to very, very different places. And this is a great book by, um, there's a great concept. The Missing Tile Syndrome by Dennis Prager. That he says, whatever you don't have, and if you focus on that lack, you will see it in everybody else. If you're, if you're out of shape, you're gonna, all day long you're going to see people in shape. If you have no hair, you're going to see everybody's a Fabio. Everybody's walking around with tons of hair. You have kids, you're not happily married, all you're going to see, everybody has Shalom Bayit across the country but you. This is called the missing Tal syndrome. The Yitzhahara knows what, you, what you're missing is, and he takes your imagination, and he tells you, here, this is what you're going to see, to make you more miserable. Because the ultimate goal of the ego is to make you depressed or, or anxious and get you out of bounds. That's, that's the job of the Yitzhahara. We need to know what the mission statement of the Yitzhahara. Today, I'm the Yitzhahara. My job is to make you depressed or anxious. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you fight him by being grateful and being in the moment. It's the ultimate way to fight the Yitzhahara is by being grateful and staying as much in the moment as you can. And what Rav Nachman says here is imagination stems from slander. This is because imagination is the power of, of being an, having an animalistic nature. An animal too has imagination. For someone who speaks slander succumbs to imagination. For, and so his imagination takes over him. For somebody who speaks slander is a fool. And this is where the Pasuk from Hosea says, my people, so he's saying the evil lie comes from an imagination. You start imagining, oh, how much better their life is, how much better that person's life. So you want to seek harm to them. But if you really knew what was going on, if you had that, you would recognize, why, were my, why am I doing this if I'm losing out I'm losing out when I'm looking at him. Why would I sabotage myself? That means it's a heart to cover you. When you recognize and you give somebody bad intention how much you're hurting yourself, it's the ultimate form of blessing sabotage. There's no greater way to sabotage a blessing than to give somebody an evil eye, than to be envious of somebody. It's ultimately thank, asking God, please help me sabotage my blessing. But if you're aware of that, why would you do it? Because there's obviously unresolved dot. There's no dot. And this is exactly what it says in the next passage. My people are destroyed because they have no knowledge. You have rejected knowledge. You have rejected knowledge. You don't want to get better. So I've rejected you from serving me. You don't want to listen. I don't want to listen to you. When you're praying to me, I don't want to listen to you. Midah keneg midah. Measure for man. You don't want to listen? You don't want to, you want me to help you? No? I don't want to help you either. When that departs from a person, the love of God declines and a person succumbs himself to, to animalistic nature. To the extent where I stop working on my spiritual, growing spiritually, what do you think is going to happen? The love of God is going to be declined. And as I get to, when the love of God becomes declined, the more I run away from God, the more I become, I pursue, pursue imaginary 
ways to be happy, etc. Such as cravings for drugs, cravings for sex, cravings for, for being famous. All of these cravings, these animalistic cravings, are coming from a lack of dot. Because if you had dot, you would never succumb to the animalistic nature. You understand? You can't have, you can't have dot if you're an animal. You can only act like an animal when there's no dot. And we're all human. We've all acted like animals, etc. But we recognize when we act like animals is because we lost our dot. If we had dot, if we had the right perspective and the right knowledge, if we were focused, we wouldn't have acted like animals. And this is what he's saying here. Speaking Lashon Hara comes from this concept of this animalistic nature. Specifically, more importantly, when people speak bad about people, this is why the Gemara and Kedushin says, teaches that people tend to project their flaws upon others. Thus, the person who speaks slanders of another person is considered a fool. Because at the, he's, a, he's calling his own attention to his own problems. You understand what I'm saying? Which is what you see today. You know, this guy's a racist. This guy's a racist. It's, it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. All they're doing is projecting their own, their own problems. You understand? All, all they're doing is projecting their own, their own flaws. And it looks so ridiculous. But this has become the new normal of to recognize, to point out your, your, your ripples. So the solution here, bottom line is, you want to be protected from the evil eye. You want to have blessings in your life. You have to have constant, not dissatisfaction, but satisfaction. You have to have constant gratitude. Whatever, you, whatever has been given to you, you're, you're in great shape, you're beautiful, you're not, you're successful, you know how to sing, you don't know how to sing, you know how to cook chicken, whatever you got going on, that God has given you a blessing on. Recognize that that blessing is given to you by your Creator, and you, the way to preserve it is by staying in your lane and being extremely grateful to your Creator. Don't compare and despair. The way you lose blessings is by dissatisfaction. When I'm dissatisfied, I need more approval. More approval, more flaunting, more flaunting. I've never heard of a reality show that's lasted for too long. If you recognize that. <laughs> reality shows don't make it. Because it's, there's nothing there. How many reality shows have you done? You're still on, still, still, they're none, they're all gone. <laughs> gone with the wind. Anybody Hollywood, gone with the wind, it's all gone. There's no, nothing's left. Only shows that had, that had good intentions to make people laugh, to, 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 to laugh. Friends, they, they're different shows that they had good intentions, make people laugh, etc. I'm just giving you an example. But these reality shows, of these, you, feel, you have to feel sorry for them. To feel sorry for them uh, at the end of the day. So save ourselves by constantly having gratitude to a way, way to preserve it. Also, whatever compliments you get, recognize it's your creator, you're possessing. Because remember, there is no moving companies in, in the funeral homes. They don't ask you how big, what kind of place you want. Do you need a four-bedroom uh, funeral? No. They clearly tell you, everybody comes in the ground, and everybody goes back to the ground. So whatever is making you so sad today, whatever you're comparing, etc., you, you have to recognize how much this is hurting you today. You have no, you have no, no idea... Because ultimately, the ultimate umbrella that that's all under is called the Muna. That's the umbrella this is all under. Lack of a Muna. If I had the Muna, I would never be jealous of a person. That's the umbrella. <laughs> the holdings is, um, is, a, is lack of a Muna. And now the, the, the sub-holding is 
comparing, despairing, and all that, etc., etc. Now, what you should do if you see somebody successful, you should do two things. You should celebrate them, be happy for them, or ask them for help on how to get there. Model them or celebrate them. If you're not modeling them or celebrating them, everything else is completely toxic. And it's hurting you all day long. And I know many people, well, as soon as they say, I don't understand why I'm not married but my sister's married. There you go. <laughs> There's your problem right there. You didn't even have to tell me how old you are, what your problem is right away. You told me from one sentence already. You're living in a mindset that life is unfair. Life, there's no gratitude. So how could you get, uh, what would I give you marriage? How many people do I say? I'm religious, I cover my hair, that one doesn't, that doesn't, nobody's asking you, when it comes to gratitude, gratitude, nobody's asking you what you dress like or what you put on your hair. They ask you what you have in your heart. What your consciousness is. Nobody's asking you how from you are. They're asking you what's in your heart. Don't forget the difference of religion and don't forget the difference of, of, of faith and spirituality. Big difference. You can have religion and no spirituality. Robot. Robot. Bottom line. May Hashem help us all. We should be tremendously grateful, tremendously stay in our lane, be blessed. God forbid, when we're talking bad about somebody, we should recognize that why am I talking bad about that person? Maybe because I don't feel good about myself. And I have to take this guy's building to God. Yes, of course, we're all married. We have to hear people venting. We have to hear people letting things out. You can't do nothing about that. But you don't want to get to a point where you start questioning why are you not given, etc., etc. It could be, it could be because you are not focused on what you have, so you lose what you do have. And this is a very, this is a very scary class when you, lo- when you have broken focus. It's very scary. It's a very scary class for this. By the way, Wednesday night's class will be uh, Q&A. You know, Q&A Wednesday night's class. And December 16th, we're going to have a singles event. Is that December 16th. You're, you're married already, Shmuel. December 16th. <laughs> singles <laughs> event. When is it going to be? I have kids. I have kids. December 16th. Brickle, brickle rooftop in Chabad. And the Wednesday night is where? Is, no, just uh, and, and Zoom. So remember, guys, this could also help the singles crisis. You're holding in your heart why that person's married. Why you're, that, that holding in the heart could stop you from receiving. You cannot receive when you have grudge. Laws of life. And that's one of the things, Baruch Hashem, that I've worked on. The benefits of his bodhidut, clearing out any grudges, any resentments, of anything, God forbid, to your creator or any other people while they're successful. Now, bless everybody. Why do you think our sages say when you pray for somebody else, you get answered first? <laughs> Obviously, because you're doing the opposite. Not only do you not want bad for that person, but you want good for that person. You're in a mindset of blessed. You're in an abundant mindset. You're going to get blessed. You, you understand why the, the logistics of the people that you go pray for somebody else? You really understand the, the, the background behind it? Because when you're praying for somebody else, you're in a, such an abundant mindset that all you want to do is give. That is the reward already. You feel abundant. This is Sadaqah. This is this is, when you feel abundant, you give. This is why we, we, the importance of growing, because growing leads to giving. Growing leads to giving. Rabbi Rush says, whoever prays for Kali Yisrael saved himself. Because growing leads to giving. But imagine telling somebody who's not growing, go pray for somebody else. Ah, look at my problems. 
Don't you see what I've got going on? How could I pray for him? I have no time. Look at my problems. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly that is the problem. May Hashem help us. If we have doubt, we have everything. If we don't have doubt, we don't have nothing. May I help Hashem? This class is very, very important. Forget, throw out the red strings, throw out the Turkish eyes. You can get them in the Turkish airport. Not going to help you much. A Turkish eye with a bitter heart, with a bitter heart will not help you. Those blue eyes, it will not help you. It will not help you at all if your mindset is not first staying in your lane and blessed. And you will see such blessings and such... Because remember, there's one more rule in heaven. There's a major rule in heaven that you must understand. It pains your creator not to give to you. It, it causes pain. Like the mother that wants to breastfeed a child, it pains the mother more than the child not to want to give. Because when he can't give you, you know what happens? The, 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 all that shefa goes to the other side. That's, a, that's what we're crying about. Why can I receive? Why can I become a vessel to receive? That is the real pain. Why am I? Why? Why am I walking around with low self-esteem? Why do I have unresolved dramas, or traumas that I have to deal with? I, that's why you have to do this deep work. You have to dig deep. You have to dig deep because once you dig deep, you change everything. Digging deep changes everything. Have a great day. This, uh, <clears throat> you have the address of the brickle.